Welcome to episode six of the podcast. Today we are honored to be joined by the Nigerian lion, Samson Dauda. Samson is an IFBB pro bodybuilder and he was born in Nigeria but now lives in the UK. He is renowned for his posing, dedication, and talent. He has faced and overcome many challenges to get where he is today, and we're so excited to share his story. Welcome, Samson, and thanks so much for taking the time to come onto our podcast. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it, especially I've never had a chance, opportunity to do an interview from actually Africa, you know, my hometown. So this is definitely a pleasure for me, so definitely honor to be doing this yeah that's why I mean, we, we love having you know Africans on here to tell the story of your sort of bodybuilding journey yeah. and all of that um, well we've had the Libyan lion we've got the Nigerian lion oh, no. now we're waiting for the Kenyan lion <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andy <laughs> Leon <laughs> one day we yeah. are coming out one by one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's great to have like Samson on, and it was good to have Kamal on because I think where bodybuilding still new in Africa, that I think it's important for mm-hmm. a lot of the guys who are competing or trying to compete to have like this inspiration. But actually, if you work hard, you know, you, there is potential to, to go to go places. Yeah, it's, it's not an overnight thing. Oh, for sure, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, well, I think that's... Um, could you tell us a bit more about yourself, Samson? And, yeah, kind of your... Yeah, your whole the, story. The story. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I uh, born in Nigeria. And parents kind of came, moved to the UK for study when I was 15 years old. And... Um, parents basically wanted to get the education, Western education, so came over to the UK and obviously just kind of played played loads of different sports, you know, football, basketball, so then did my studies and everything else. But I never really, you know, kind of going to the gym and lifting weights never been anything on my agenda at all. Never something I ever thought about. You know, we should be so we see Arnold Schwarzenegger, we see all the big muscle guys on TV, but never thought it was something that cool to. So as kind of time goes on, you know, playing sports here in the, in the UK, so I've kind of graduated from one sport to another. I mean, first I started off with um, basketball and football when I was in school, and then went to um, college playing the same sport. Then after that, we just kind of say, okay, you know, time to get a job, kind of focus more on that part of things. But I never stopped kind of playing those sports in the side. So after a while, you know, it kind of came to the point where I started to switch towns or new towns. So first we went a bit more in London, and then from there on, we then moved out to the outskirts of London to Essex. And it was more, it's more of a um, proper English side of, you know, of living on that side. So I then kind of picked up a new sport of uh, playing rugby, you know. And from that point on, it was like, I was, I was always, you know, very skinny as a kid, you know, very, you know, 11 stone, you know, very skinny guy, you know. So when taking off, some, someone said, look, have you ever try like, you know, one of my friends used to do say, hey, come down, play for my rugby team, you know, you're really fast. So, you know, give it a try. So I played rugby, played my first game of rugby and did all the training and stuff. And, you know, they was like, man, you know, you're really fast, you're really good, you know, you just need a little bit of, you know. So at that point, you know, just started going to the gym and just lifting weights. Didn't really 
really know what I was doing, you know, just my thing was just, you know, just listen, watch what happens, you know. So kind of carried on through that for a while. And wasn't really, I wouldn't say I was getting anywhere. You know, I didn't really have a diet, diet plan and control or anything like that. I just lifted weights. And then I met my missus, you know, my girlfriend, I'm Jim. And she saw outside coaching me and started giving me an idea of, okay, you got to eat right. You got to, you know, it's not just lifting weights. It's a whole lifestyle that goes behind it, you know, getting the meals and everything else and putting the right nutrition in order. So after that, you know, kind of like suddenly started putting on size. And the guy in the rugby pitch and everything, rugby club and everything, they started noticing. <laughs> and, you know, after, I think I was probably there for a while. And then they said, no, I was putting on side while I was still staying quite lean at the same time. And we were in the changing rooms once, and I'm, you know, we stripping off and changing up. And one of the guys came up to me, man, have you ever thought about doing a bodybuilding show? And I'm like, what, you mean like go on stage with pants and stuff like that? I'm like, no, nah, man, I mean, I'm a man's it's like I'm a man's man when you don't think you're going to do that, that stuff, you know. So that was the first time someone ever mentioned it to me. This me said, like, yeah, whatever, not my thing. So as the months went on, you know, my girlfriend then came up to me. She then said, like, you ever thought about it? Like, maybe something because you're kind of, you're very balanced and you work really hard and your structure will carry you a long way in the sport. Maybe something you think about. So... You know, with this many sort of people start saying, start coming in from the back of my head that maybe there's something worth trying after all. Let's yeah. just see how it goes. At this time, I was probably, I was like, what? I think I was age 28 at the time. So it was like, okay, well, how much, what, what are the chances of I going anywhere with it? But then obviously I started looking more into the sport and actually realizing that actually that age is still quite early in the sport, but even while yeah. you're not a sport, by that age, you're pretty much young. Yeah. So you're, you're reaching past your friend, reaching your end. Like, what do you do? You're just starting now. So I thought, you know what, hell, why not? Give it, I'll give it a go. I'll do one show, see how I feel about it. Basically, picked out a local show where it was just here in my closest town. They basically had a show on. And I basically just looked, registered for it without any forethought. Just like, okay, put my name down. And 2014, you know, and it was like the beginning of 2014. The show was in April. So we were kind of like, okay, we signed up. Let's let's start let's start working. So at the first time, we kind of finally, for once, we basically got the training order, started planning my job for that show. And in that whole aspect of it, of you know, really pushing and training for the first time like a bodybuilder, not just like an athlete or a rugby or actually training like a bodybuilder, trying to yeah. increase muscle groups and stuff like that. Yeah. That, that's what, that's where I started falling in love with slowly. I was like, okay, you can get through it. So we kind of did all that. I remember the local show going to sign the register for it. I registered for like the first time as, you know, cat class or pretty before. So day of the show shows up, you know, did that class. And then as soon as it came on, we won the class straight away. And we were like, wow, okay. I'm at this point, I'm like, yes, this is, you know, hardware goal achieved. I'm like, so, but then they was like, okay, you know what, man, the promoter of the show, they, yo, kid, I really think that maybe you should jump in with the big boys, you know, do the, do the men's open, but, you know, give it a go. You got to think you go with the thing. And I was on the same day. I'm like, hell, I'm, 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 I'm already, I'm already got what I came for, so why not? I'll yeah. jump in as well, do that too. So at the end of the night, go on stage again with the bigger guys. So I remember like backstage and I remember pumping up and everything else. 
And even the whole point of it, somebody came up to me and they said, look, and you know what? I think you've got a good chance of winning, winning this class. And I'm like, are you for real? I'm like, look, the guys that I'm seeing backstage were huge. They're thinking, oh, come on, man. Seriously. Yeah, come on. So we kind of like, okay, came on stage again, started posing, did everything else. And then the results came out. And they called in third place. I'm like, okay, I'm a third. They called second place. I'm like, oh, all right. And then and they called me as first place as a winner. So at that point, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? Seriously? You know, and for me, that point is, uh, it just, it really just opened my eyes to a whole new doors of it. And you know, I have people come up and say, man, bro, look, potential for this sport. You know what? If you really look into actually taking it seriously, we think you can turn pro and go all the way with it because you've got good potential for it. And for the first time, I think, man, is the idea of it now start becoming more of a reality of it. So I started thinking and going, okay, so they actually might actually be for me to do, to do the sport. So we kind of did that year. We did that amateur show. I moved on to another show, and I won that. And then we did a few more shows, and I just kept on winning show after show. And then we went to um, did a world championship in Greece, and I set our championships. And at that point, you know, I kind of came back and said, okay, right, I want to become a professional bodybuilder. So what exactly do to make this possible what what does it what does it mean what what does it actually tell it so at that point you know i started watching the IBD, watching the pro show actually digging to the history of bodybuilding and watching all the guys from i started and you know frank zane Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know all the past mr olympia the point where bodybuilding actually rise from to the point where it is now and you know i kind of looked at it i just like for me i was like you know what yeah this is something i i want to do this is something that I'm passionate about, and I really think I can try that. Where normally I played loads of team sports. You know, in the past, it's always a team sport. You know, you play rugby, you play your best game, but if the team loses, you all lose. Yeah. You know, one man doesn't shine, you know, as good as you can, but that's what it is. But now I'm in a sport where it's all based off my ability, of what I can do. And if you put in your heart, you put in your soul, you work hard enough, the result comes, shows that. You're not pushed by any. Nobody pushes you. Nobody holds you back. It's you. You're accountable for whatever you do. So for me, I felt like, hell, this is the ideal sport, man. This is, you know, this is all me. So from that point on, we were kind of like, okay, we did 2014, we finished our 2014 year, and oh, okay, you need more size. You need to seriously stack up some more size. So I'm like, okay. So from that point on, we started proper taking in, working on my diet, putting in. You know, eating the amount of food that goes up that which required, and I just kept on growing. So it came along, and here we have the UKBFF, which is the British Championships that happens every once a year. And what happens is the winner of that show, the winner of the overall, one person gets, you know, in the UK, and it's always been that way right from the start. Only one pro bodybuilder gets the co card in the UK. So every man in the UK, everybody in the UK, their dream is to win the British Championships yeah. and get their pro card. Yeah. So, I mean, so many guys have tried and so many level at this point for me. So we basically prepped up and we did our first British Championships. And I came third of that, of that show. Yeah. I didn't manage open. And, you know, for most people, they've been doing this show for year after years. They've never made top six. 
and I come in and I can turn. Now you think most people will think, oh, this should make you proud and happy, like, oh man, your first big championship, yeah. you made third place. Wow, this is a big achievement. You know, I mean, at this point, third place, you go in a magazine, they can see you in magazines. Yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, this sucks. I should have won. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sitting there going, no, man, that ain't good enough. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, took a year off again, say, okay, no, nah, no, nah, this happened. So went back, went back to train. You know, 2016 came along, did um. 2016, we did the British again, and I fell down to fourth place. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I, you know, at this point, it was like, okay, you know what? No, this, this is really not, no, I don't care. This ain't happening, you know. And everybody keeps telling me, look, you've only been second year, and you're second to a year of you. You're trying to move into that, and don't just take for what it is. But, you know, and time now, it's like, yeah, okay, you know, I got through it fast. But at the time, I'm thinking, ah, oh, I don't care. That's, I need it now. And then, so 20, when we then moved into 2017, we did a few shows that year. We did Arnold Classic in Europe. We made top five in Arnold Classic in Europe. Um, we came in and we did the British Championship and I was second. And then right at that point, you know, we got another show that happened in Italy, which was um, his one international show in Italy, yeah. uh, the Diamond Cup. So I literally, literally was a week after the British. I flew off to Italy and I did that show. And then I won the overall in that and got my pro card. You know, mm-hmm. and at that point it was like, okay, this is it. You know, you're feeling like now I'm gonna go dominate and con- conquer the world. You know, everything is great, everything is gravy. But you know, then we decided we took time off, and then we did. We talked about, okay, we're gonna do as a pro, take it off, and come in 2018 and do our first show and plan everything towards that that end. But same time, you know, the whole time we've been doing this, it's just been me and my girlfriend that's been working everything out. You know, yeah. my diets, my training, everything just working between us. So we kind of like had a whole thing taking the process of figuring our body out, figuring how to get, get us to, to how to make, you know, how to get our grow and adapt to that point. So we had 2018, they did the EVLS up in Prague, the EVLS uh, championships there. So we kind of flew, we kind of flew out to there and I did my first pro show in that point. And I got to say, man, there's, there's amateurs. Yeah. And then there's the, pro. the reason why they say it's a pro level, yeah. there's a reason for that. Yeah. And you know what? That day, I remember I was backstage, and you know, thinking back, we could have picked my experience. This whole time, I've been watching the Olympia. Yeah. I've been watching the big pros. I've been watching Rowley, the, the, you know, Phil Heath, kind yeah, of the big, the big, the big guys. guys. <laughs> and I was literally watching them like two years prior. So now we're backstage, pumping up for the pro show. Oh, yeah. And when he walks through the door, Nathan walks through the door, these guys that you've been watching on, like, on TV. Yeah, and watch that TV, Generation Iron and all that. Now you're standing backstage pumping up with them. And I'm looking at Rolly for the first time, and I'm thinking, what the hell is that? <laughs> and, like, how is that even given possible? Like, what the hell? You know, and I think that was the first time where you kind of see, like, okay, now I see what they're talking yeah. about. Now I see... Why well, do say, yeah, there's levels, you know? And I remember just seeing Rolly back saying, thinking, okay. It's a big level. That shit is crazy, and I want that. I want, <laughs> I want that. That's a big gap. That's a lot of muscle. That's what I want, you know? So we, we came on stage, and obviously that was a real album for me, because I was like, wow, you know, first pro show, exciting, everything else. So we came on stage, and I had a pro show, you know, and got my first pro check. And I was like, yes, you know, it was like the first time getting a check, getting everything else. So it was exciting, and it was buzzed by the same, sort of like a, a Eye opener because for the first time you see it, okay, where you at and where, where the, pro, the... everybody, where the pros are, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
So you can now you're taking notes and thinking, okay, that's how much road and how much space I got to build up to catch up to even get to that point. So we kind of did that. But then we did two more shows. After I came fifth, I'm thinking, you know, for the first pro debut, coming fifth in a big show like Pro, uh, that's a big deal. I'm yeah. And I'm thinking, okay. So and that show had loads quite big names in it. If I'm going to go on to my next show, which was in Italy again, I'm thinking, hell, it doesn't have that much names in it. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to win this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It so was winning, that, And I remember that old guy or something. Yeah. You know, and 24 pros is no joke. So we show up in that show, and I got my ass like seriously. I mean, and, you know, for the first time ever, I was in the first call out in a bodybuilding show, and where you're standing there and they're calling out of names and you're not in it, and it's like, okay, that's what it feels like. You know, Peter, and you're watching these guys go at it. So like, whoa, okay, this hurts. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, he really, he really knocks you down. You're like, wow, I didn't even know what that felt like. But this feeling, there's not something I want to feel anytime soon. Yeah. You know, so came in that show, and I was the second caller. I came out eighth in that show. You know, it kind of crushed me, and I was thinking, man, this is crazy. So two weeks later, did another show in Romania, and then felt as 11th. So at this point, you're just thinking, man, this is, this is, what's, the hell? Like, what's going on here? You know? But, you know we, we, I spoke to a few guys, and we got some advice, and they spoke to me, and they kind of, especially like old pros have been doing for a while, like Jeff Beckham, a few good nice yeah. guys from the US. We spoke to me, and just kind of giving it, you know, look, bro, you're, you're thinking way too ahead, you know, take it. This is what it's like. This is everybody has to start at the bottom, and everybody has to work their way up. It's just how it goes. Don't get this hard, you just trust. You didn't just come in and just sweep through. It doesn't work like that. You know, people think that you just, some guys you become an overnight star. No, you got to work 20 years to become an overnight star. You don't just, you don't just get it. Yeah, even you know, Ronnie, so even Ronnie was why, lost. You know, it's like, Eight years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it takes take time, you know. Nobody just gets it. It's like, oh, you're overnight star, but now it takes a long time to become an overnight star. So I kind of like, okay, took that advice to heart. And then, Took some time, had the off season, got a coach at a time to work through my off season, played to put on quite a lot of sides. And then 2019 came through and had the British Grand Prix, which was, it was basically the first time they bring that show back in the UK, the first pro show in the UK in yeah. about two years. You know, yeah. 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 So they had the British Grand Prix and basically had me in the show. You had Nate in the actual, you had Jason, they had quite a few British pros, published pros in there. So my idea was okay, I've already stood next to Nathan in Prague. You know, and I've seen how good it was. So my idea is, okay, then because of that, they have that density and then look that it takes years to put on. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to just come in with as much size as I'm going to put on as much size as I can because I can't and make that, make a statement that way. So we then did the British Grand Prix and that, for me, that was like one of my best shows so far. Tell me that show, came second. I remember that. You know, mm. got over, I mean, most comparison with me and Nate next to yeah. stage going at it. And for me, I felt like, okay, you know, for once, I actually saw that, okay, the hard work that you put in, it does pay off. It might not pay off when you expect it to, but eventually you will if you just keep your head down and keep pushing, you know. And for me, that was like, okay, yeah, that was a year for me, for sure. So I had to take a lot away from it. And, okay, we found for me that it's working. You know, it's every year I'm improving, every year I'm getting better at it. So this is just some, something that you got to work on and just keep going at. So we kind of did the British Grand Prix, went to Chicago, I um, did the Chicago Pro, came sixth in Chicago, and then went to Portugal and came third at it. 
and you know it's just kind of like just computer that way and then that was 2019 and 2018 was obviously i mean 2020 was supposed to be the year we were supposed to come back again and obviously the whole okay, corona the thing COVID. <laughs> and i ended up getting stuck out in south korea and yeah that just became a whole yeah, we were yeah. we were watching you with Andy with yeah. the with the yeah. bands. <laughs> we were talking about it with Andy in your room yeah. with your with your bands and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That was you know, crazy. That was definitely one something crazy. I was not planning to, but you know, but it's just like you know, it was a. See, that that... Yeah, I was gonna say that wasn't even the start of your worries. Yeah, you you tried to do what was show in America. And you know, he got turned away from flying out to a show by the Thursday before the show was on the weekend. So you kind of think, man, this is are you crazy? After going through what over I mean by this point I was already prepped for six months. <laughs> you know. I was been prepped for a show for six months. So he gets turned away at the airport was like, Are you kidding me? you know? And then two weeks player. later, I think it was not even two weeks, two yeah. weeks later, flew off to South Korea, thinking, okay, two weeks quarantine, okay, train the whole time, you can keep your shape, you know, keep your fitness in there, do whatever you can to just maintain that, come out of quarantine, and do the show. And then we did all that, and, you know, mindset and everything pushed through all that. The day before I was about to get released from the quarantine hotel, the show got postponed by two weeks. <laughs> so, you just kind of sit there going, are you kidding me? Like, you, you got to understand, the South Korean quarantine, it's not like you're in a hotel and you're having a time in a hotel. You're literally locked in a room and you can't leave. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to walk outside the room. Yeah, it's like a prison. You know, for 14 days. Yeah. So, yeah, it's literally a full-on prison. They deliver your food at the door. They, you know, that's it. And you're in there for 14 days. So, and that's why, you know, your mindset is basically, look, I didn't, I didn't, I choose to be in there. I choose to do this. I choose because I want to. I want. I want to get through this one. So, hell, do whatever it takes and make it make it something that you forever remember. So, it just kind of went through it. Just sad that the day I was about to come out, then you know, you got the news that the show was postponed, and they basically gave me an option that okay, do you want to stay out and do the show, or do you want to fly back to the UK? So I'm like, well, I've been here two weeks. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, you might as well. What's the point? <laughs> so I end up staying for another two weeks just to make sure to make it on stage. You know. So, wow. Yeah. Crazy yeah. Look, I remember, I remember it getting postponed, and I thought to myself, actually, well, at least now you might get some t- time in the gym and eating proper food for two weeks. Yep. But yep. then it all, yep. then it suddenly came out when it was cancelled. Yeah. Oh man, because first off, they opened the gym for a week, and I was came out like, <laughs> cool. Went to gym for a week, and then after a week, they're like, oh. We're closing all the gyms. Come on, you know, you just look at it going, come on, man. Seriously? And at that point, I think after that point, when you think it hit after hit after hit, you probably just get one and you just smile, you just start laughing. You just, well, yeah. what can I say? You pretty much expected that something was going to go wrong again. Oh, because even when they saw, they saw Code out, they said, okay, you know what, guys, the way things are right now, we're going to, if we're going to do the show, we have to do it literally low key. You can't let anybody know. We have to be just at least no guests, no nothing. Yeah. Don't let the wait up. We're gonna announce the show is cancelled, but we're gonna run it in the background. So I'm like, okay. And they basically said to us that look, we have to sign the contract, keep it low key. If anybody lets out, or lets out the show is happening or anything, we have to cancel it. And wow. During this whole process of a week of waiting, thinking is this gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? I think about your peak weekend. You're trying to keep the stress down. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but every single day 
the government was making changes. So any day now, you're going to hear the show's not happening anymore. It's cancelled. So literally, it was a Thursday. It was literally Friday before the show. You know, and I'm sitting there, say, the show is next day. And I'm thinking, any minute now, they can come and show is cancelled. So even then, the stress and just thinking of it, you're thinking, okay, I'm supposed to be literally at this point be the most deepest focus I can to get myself ready for the stage. But at the same time, yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to the stage or not if the show doesn't happen. So yeah. and I'm, you call it promoters every day, you like asking, is everything, I think, wait, no, 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 we'll show it, we'll show it, don't worry. So just nothing's changed, nothing's changed. But then at the same time, you hear the news, they say, no public gathering, no this, no that, no this. Mm. And you're thinking, okay, um, this is, this is, I don't know what, what like, you know, so unfortunately, before we went ahead, you know, they ran it down, it, it kind of happened. And you're thinking, man, after that, I have never been that stressed going into anything ever. Because that was like, you know, wow, what kind of, like, even the day, the morning of the show, you woke up, and you're thinking, okay, the show is tonight. But even on that day, you're thinking, any time that you call me yeah. and say, look, we can't, we can't do the show anymore. You know, so you can't, you, there's no point, there was no, at no point did you actually feel for certain that you were going to be on stage. So there was no, so no point you actually had that full conviction that, okay, it's happening, I'm going to go, let's do it. You just, you, you're just literally, okay, well, if I get to go on, if I don't, well, I can do this. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, that was definitely, that, that definitely takes a lot of mental strength. That takes a lot of mental strength because I've seen oh. people fall apart at the slightest thing going wrong. You know, maybe, you know, we, we forget something yeah. oh, before yeah. the show and this gets to me. And oh. we end up pulling yeah. out. Or they don't yeah, get the time uh, right or you don't get the... Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, exactly. So you can just imagine, like, after being there, at this point I was already been, I've been there for four weeks. And you're thinking all that time, all that sacrifice, all that effort, and now you're literally a day away and there's a chance that it's not even going to happen. <laughs> and you kind of trying to keep positive and keep focus and stay there. But you're thinking, I don't, it's been bad news every single step of the way. And you're almost in the back of your mind thinking, how is there not going to be another bad news falling at this point? Yeah. You know, how is this actually going to happen? So when you come into that, you, you, you can't, there's only so much positive, so much strength you can have up at that point. You just think, Man, I just want to get on, get it, yeah. you know, and just get out. You know? mm -hmm. And at the oh, time, yeah, at the time, were you communicating with the coach, like, you know, with the, what to do for it, or were you just, oh, yeah. was it All solo? Time, you know, yep. So, because coach, obviously, normally, when you're, you, um, you know, this is one of those things, like, when you're normally that close to a show. Yes, yes, at that point, I was, my girlfriend still prepping me. Oh, nice. And she was here in the UK. Yeah. yeah. So I was obviously Korean for myself. So, especially coming that close to the show, you know who well that few weeks, like two, three weeks before a show, your mindset is completely untrustworthy. Oh, you're yeah. looking at yourself in the middle <laughs> one minute and you think, okay, I look great. And then you look, two minutes later, you go, actually, yeah. no, I look like yeah. <laughs> you know. And then you, you try to change everything and try to put everything, and you know you shouldn't. And it happens a lot. It happens. I mean, people say, "Oh, it doesn't." It happens to everyone. It does. Yeah. You look in your mirror and you completely. You see, all you see is this is rub. This is this is rubbish. I don't want to do this. Yeah. This is crap. I'll do and extra cardio. You know. So your mindset is so important. So normally, yeah. So at this point, you normally have somebody around you. You normally have people around you, that, especially people that have been through the journey with you, to mm -hmm. say, "Look, it's fine. It's fine," and talk you down from 
doing anything stupid. Yeah. You know. But when you're stuck in a hotel in South Korea <laughs> on your own with nobody else, and the time zone is so today. different that you couldn't even pick up the phone to call people at the right time. Nothing else to do but analyze your physique. Oh yeah, over the and time over difference. And over and over. Your mindset, your mindset is 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 something else. You literally something else. You just you know. I remember, you know, and believe me, there's a few times I broke down and I just started crying. I just broke down and started crying mm-hmm. when, I, you know, you do you do something, you look at it somewhere, you feel so bad, and you just think, I've screwed up. I've, I've thrown it all away. I, you know, this this ain't, this ain't great. And you yeah. just break down. And you call him, you know, I'm calling him and this is going, look, I, I've, I've screwed <laughs> up, man. Just, mm-hmm. Can you just look at me? And we try to get the FaceTime, yeah, put yeah. the phone in the right position, in the right lighting, <laughs> to have a look and see if it looks right or not. And... You try and it's it's uh it's definitely an experience, you know. <laughs> and I don't know like trying to shave by yourself. Oh yeah. Shave your whole body by yourself. As a yeah. big guy yeah. on your own. Are you trying to shave your by back? yourself. That is not gonna happen. It's it's just oh exactly. You know, I mean I could barely touch the back of my head. You have to look so for the long. Was a bit of a state when I left it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The so long rollers. Like, try to get, try to get in. Because <laughs> this you know, the time is going everywhere. The furniture, the ceiling, let's get it on whatever way it goes. Right? <laughs> you know. So all these things, you know, you kind of lie. You take for granted because I remember the time I, I, I just started laughing, like laughing. I'm like, this is a story I'm gonna remember forever because yeah. no one's gonna ever say this. <laughs> No, no, no. You know? That's an experience. Yeah. But, and a half. You know, just, it was definitely one of those experiences that you come away from you and think, wow, okay, this is, this is definitely interesting. You know? well, Do yeah. you think that experience is a strong person? I think it has. I think oh, very much so it has. Yeah. Like, because I think it just, it really kind of like, because after we did that, we had a show in Alicante, Spain. Yeah. And now prepping from after going through obviously while being in South Korea and that whole mental point, when it came down to prep for Spain, you know, it didn't. For, I was so relaxed about it that I just felt like it's like, oh, the show is going ahead. Okay, cool. We have to travel to Spain, and you know, people were saying, okay, you couldn't travel, you can't travel, all the whole stuff. At that point, I was just like, you know what, man, I've been through so much worse. Yeah. Nothing you can tell me now that possibly make me feel. <laughs> feel nothing. Like, oh my God, I need to stress out anymore. Yeah. So I just felt completely chilled about it. Yeah, you know, I and mean, even to the point where they did the British when they did the British Championship a few weeks after the weekend the show was about to happen, the British went to went into lockdown just the week after the sh- before the show, so the promoters had to move the show forward before yeah. the lockdown happened. Yeah, like, you did it midweek. They, they had to move the show forward. You know, literally in peak week they had to move everything forward. So a lot, a lot of people obviously lost their minds stressing. I was sitting there. Yeah, I think I was I was one of the people who were shocked after the Korea show. I expected you to take like a long 
just a long yeah. break to just sit and be like okay yeah. i need i need a, i need to take a chill pill but when you did the two shows that, you know, yeah that was impressive I mean, you know, man yeah <laughs> unexpected <laughs> yeah i mean personally i mean probably actually because i think because obviously with me the korean show with me but i felt like i could have been better at it because i worked all year trying to get on stage and then when the package I brought to that show, I felt like, okay, it could have been better. And I didn't want to end the year looking at it going, like, is that it? Is that uh-huh. what I that show? When, you know, I mean, there was a lot of variables that you could have easily sat there and blamed and said, oh, it was because of the situation, it was yeah. because of this, it was because of that. But that's not my thing. I can't, I can't, I feel like if I don't bring what I want, I blame myself for it. I don't, I can't really push it wrong. It's just the case. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like, for me, I felt like, look, I knew I could bring better. So... When we came to do the Spanish show and other show, I felt like, look, I, can, I got energy, I got the heart, I can still push through to bring a better package. And that's what we basically wanted to do when we came to, actually came to Alicante, yeah. was, look, Sean, try to bring a better package than you did. You know, bring your best package for once, you know, and see what happens. So, for me, that was one of the drive that kept me pushing, even when after I know my body is already so tired and needed a break anyway. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a long, it's been a long road for you, as you said. You prepped six months before Korea, and then yeah, you did Korea, and then you were yeah. pretty much back into what, a couple of weeks off, and went back into prep. Yep. You had it's like been a going all the way to November. Like a fifty. We started prep. We started prep in January. Yeah. You had like a fifty yeah. weeks, of, fifty wow. weeks of prep. <laughs> Seriously. You know, and then you think about it, going through that, would you ever look at prep or 16 weeks prep and think, oh my God, it's long? You think, nah, come on, man, this, this is a piece of cake. Yeah. You know, this is not a big deal at all. Seriously? I'm sure this, so, yeah, this know. has, it's changed your whole perspective of like prep and competition. But in a good way, because now your 16 oh, to 20 yeah. week preps will be like, you know, like, no problem. Yeah, let's yeah. do this. <laughs> and especially if everything goes I, smoothly. I as much as, as much as, like, obviously, as much of the time, yeah, of course, you know, as I said, as much of the time, you know, you, you kind of think, like, all the bad things that happens along the way, and the negative things that happen along the way, you know, I mean, when I was in South Korea, I lost my job, you know, a lot of yeah. things, but, you know, I, that was, it was because of the amount of effort I actually put into it, I got a sponsor that actually picked me up and said, look, we see what you're doing and we definitely think we want you on our team and want you on board. Oh, nice. So yeah. along the way, you kind of think, you know, I put a lot of effort to try to win a show and make for Olympia. But you always seem to focus a lot on the end goal and not on the process of what you're actually doing. Yeah. And when you step back and look at it now, the end goal is not really what vision you actually remember. All you remember is the process and everything you did and all the good things that actually happened along the way. True. And you look at it now and go, wow, okay. Yeah, I see how that made me a better person. Didn't see at the time, you know, but now looking at it, I see how that made me a stronger person and actually made me think, yeah, this is, this is, this is definitely, yeah. I understand now why I went through that, you know. Because as you said, it wasn't just the show. You lost your job. But then on the flip side of that, you picked up a sponsorship. And so your life actually changed quite a lot during yeah. that whole process. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, drastically, you know. And you can imagine, you can imagine, like, it's not something you sort of can't kind of do in that process. It's not something that you were thinking was going to happen, you know. I thought, okay, 
my mentality was, okay, take an annual leave, go to Korea for two weeks, do a show, come home, get on with life. Yeah, continue the... You know, no, at no point did I think, okay, this is what was the outcome of that was going to be. But, you know, you just kind of just rolled the wave as it came, you know, hit after hit. And you just think, okay, hell. And every time, I know every time when those things happen, you always feel like it was a challenge to say, okay, how tough, how badly do you really want to do this? How badly do you, are you really saying that you really want to do this badly enough to actually go through another hit and go through another setback, another setback? Or are you going to pack it in and go, oh, no, that's too much for me. I don't like this. I don't love this sport enough to do it. So for me, I felt like it was a year where it truly tested me to find out, am I genuinely serious about this or is it just a fad or passing phase? Yeah. You know? So... Um, I wanted to ask the your preps since you started. It's your girlfriend who's done all your nutrition or your training, or there's been like yeah. a part where you've used any other coaches. Yeah. Yeah, but we've been. I mean, the thing is, we've had um, I think uh, two coaches in the past, and both times it's just kind of like they help us for a short time, and it's kind of falling out and not end up well. Yeah. But it's just sweet, but because she's always been there right from the start, you know, she's always kind of, I mean, it's nothing like having your girlfriend's your coach and watching you eat every, anything you eat at home. And you know that you can't cheat, you can't lie, you can't, you, you can't, you can't fall out, you can't make up anything. I mean, you talk about sitting at home and there's no snacks, like no snacks at all. I know you're... Like, she, there's no shopping, no snacks, nothing. Your you know, check-ins are different. Friend. The starving person can't have a biscuit. Yeah, your check-ins are different. They're live, live check-ins. Uh, <laughs> live check-ins. Yeah. Like, right there, like okay, yeah. check-ins like as you pay as you go, man. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. But, yeah, no special lighting. This year, of, you know, <laughs> no special lighting. No. Yeah. You know, I can alter the photo a little bit and make it look better. Wow. You see this thing as it happens, you know. So, you know, there's no miss cardio, there's no miss meals, there's no miss anything, you know? So yeah. it's like live. But yeah. for the first time this year, I'm actually working with a coach at the moment. Yeah. Which is um, coach from the US, John Meadows. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. So, yeah. Well, yeah. For the first time, once awesome. I worked with a few weeks ago. He's so, an amazing guy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, always so on his uh, YouTube with him page. Two, a few weeks ago. So hopefully, he's going to carry me through this year. Yeah. He's great. But I've seen your off-season. You're, you're looking pretty big at the moment. I know, yeah. We're still... over 300 pounds. Yeah. yeah. How is it feeling being uh, yeah, yeah. slightly heavier? Kind of, as I said, no, you know, like, especially being a taller guy. Mm. Oh, man, it's it's hard work. <laughs> it's hard work because I think people underestimate the amount of food that you're, is required to eat to be <laughs> to get to get that weight and then stay at that weight, you know. Stay at that weight. It's, it's a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. It's it takes a lot of food, and you just you constantly eat. You're constantly food in food, in. and it's not like you know it's not like this food that you like or enjoy nope. either. So it's just <laughs> constantly. Oh yeah. Eating. Same food over and over again. <laughs> like this. We, uh, there's, but there's there's always that one one meal at least you look forward to like I always tell clear for me it's my post workout my rice and no, at least mince no, <laughs> no I only have the same food over and over again Leon I don't even have any I, 
extras. I just literally have the same meal. Yeah, over same. Four it's, times a day. It's like clockwork. You know, oh crap. Time for eggs. Well, I'm getting ideas. I think I should be your coach now. Oh, yeah. She, she pretty and much then, is. Then I can watch exactly what you eat. I'll be like, no. She's like, she's no biscuits there. <laughs> she's like my coach. I, I, I haven't I haven't had oh. chocolate in so long because I, I, I like chocolate and I haven't had it in so long. I just, oh, yeah. I just yeah. see it and I'm like, oh man, like let me just let me just look at it. And <laughs> that 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 for me is enough. So if, I'm sure if she's she... I can't have it in the house. <laughs> I can't have it in the house. You're like Samson, no chocolate in the house. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I have nothing. Unless Kaya's home from school. If Kaya's home from school I have to get the girls' stuff. Actually, yeah. they got a couple of bars of chocolate free hidden in the cupboards, which I won't touch because it's yeah. their stuff. But, <laughs> like, Valentine's Day, Kaya came home and she bought me a, a donut for Valentine's Day. There you go, Dad. Like, I couldn't say, I can't really eat this, it's not in my meal plan. Yeah. So I just got uh, a <laughs> message going, um, donut for Valentine's Day, and you can't go to Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> So, how, like, how. Well, you, I guess you can say the foods, but like how much calories are you on, say, in your off-season? Like I'm how eating, much are you eating? We've not looked at it like last week. I yeah. mean, last week we're thinking of it's probably about between seven and a half and 8,000 calories what? a day. <laughs> and I'm complaining. Oh my gosh. And wow. I was complaining about, like when I mentioned 5K, everyone looks at me like, like how does fear deal with you? Seven, five. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of no, food. No, that's that's oh. so like six, five, yeah. six meals a day. Wow, so, that's the full time job so eating six <laughs> meals a day plus four shakes in yeah. between. Yeah, because you, yeah. you, you do need you need you do need that protein, man. That, <laughs> that is yeah. a lot of calories. Yeah, yeah, so it's constantly, it's constantly like, like falling, you're falling, just fueling all the time, you know. Yeah. And you know, when you're having that much food constantly, you just you just feel like you just you might as well just be prepared. Just put put in put a drip in the heart. <laughs> if if by the I think if digestion yeah. if digestion yeah. wasn't a big deal for bodybuilding, a lot of guys would uh, easily you just go on food yeah. drip. <laughs> oh, oh easily. But here's the thing, you know. I think I think one thing people don't don't realize about being a, a professional bodybuilder. It's not like, you know, everyone, you map young guys, you say, I want to get a pro card. But you don't actually realize the, the, the what, you know, yeah. what actually goes into that. And once you've got your pro card, it goes into after, after that, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think getting the pro card. Because honestly, and... for me, as much as, you know, when you're coming up and chasing the idea of the pro, yeah. You chase not, you know, the idea of getting a pro card, and you're chasing that so much, and you like, you get it, and you're like, yes, I've got it, great, I feel good now, I'm a pro. But you don't understand that now it's like going back to the beginning and starting again. Because yes. your level, you're now at a level where everybody is as good, everybody trains hard, yeah. everybody is as talented, everybody's great. So now you're at the bottom of that ladder again, and you're thinking, okay. You can't, what you've been doing before, it's all nice and cute. But now, <laughs> you need to find a way of stepping that up two more levels yeah. just to keep up, you know. So, yeah, I think, you know, you don't, because especially with the pro, they don't, they don't do it in divisions like you do in amateurs. It's not like, 
okay, someone who's been doing it for four years can go up against someone who's been for four years. Yeah. This one, you just get thrown in the deep end. You know, you could be going up against Mr. Olympia one show, you can go up against guys who been 20 years one show. It doesn't matter. You just throw, you throw it in deep end and, you know, swim, good luck. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So whether you like it or not, you could be in a culture where every single person there has been doing this for over 20 years and they're way, way ahead of you. And there's nothing, you, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. That's just the way it is. You just have to, you know, hope that you float. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, we wanted to ask also... And I suppose that's a f- oh, funny thing about bodybuilding as a sport. Sorry, I'm slight delay. I was going to say, yeah. bodybuilding as a sport, everyone's still progressing, moving forward rather than like other sports when you become a pro you're a pro you're like once you're a professional footballer or professional rugby player you're a professional footballer yeah. professional rugby player you know it's minor changes yeah. to your game but bodybuilding everyone's yeah. continually proving everybody so you can't stand still yep everybody's progressing. everybody's getting better you can't you know and you know the training method that you have you have to constantly keep improving it and keep pushing the marks keep pushing the boundary or else you fall off and that's that's it, you know. That's it, you're gone, you're done, you know. So you have to constantly yeah. keep pushing back, constantly keep improving, finding ways to improve, you know. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, you get passed by everybody and you get, you know, you get left behind. Yeah. So what, what was your, like, your inspiration towards posing? Because, uh, like, posing is not really... It's not really awarded in um, in like uh, the point system. So what, you know, you can easily just go there and you know do a front double, you like, and still get points. But what made you actually take it yeah. to, you know, like I'm still going to pose regardless of them well, not awarding points for it. Yeah. Well, I think for me, you know, for me, it's like when I started watching bodybuilding, mm-hmm. I started looking, watching on YouTube and watching all more again. I started looking at the guys that had things I like, you know. I started, at first I watched, I saw Kai Green perform oh, yeah. in 2013 Mr. Olympia. Yeah. He's amazing. And I was like, whoa, geez, wow, that is incredible, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I started digging backwards and I seen Sean Ray, Lex Wheeler, you know, you know, you know Kevin LaFrone, them guys, you know, Lee Labrada, all them guys pose. Yeah. And you couldn't take your eyes off them on the stage. Yeah. You're watching them and you just you're you're almost just like in shock and you're looking going, Wow, this is beautiful, this is wow. So for me that is something I loved about bodybuilding and kept me focused on it, you know. So when I started bodybuilding myself and going to shows, I remember sitting in shows and sitting with the audience and the posing round would come in, how the audience would leave. Oh, yeah, Everybody would get their phone out and and they start fighting. And you, you, and you wonder why, but then you look at all the guys and what they're doing, opposing, and you think, why would why would anybody want to watch? Why would anybody want to stay there? They just think, well, yeah. nobody, yeah. they don't take it seriously, so why should I take it seriously? Yeah, to watch it? yeah. You know, they, they come in, it's like, you don't put a routine, you don't do anything together, you don't do a routine, you don't do anything, but yeah, you want the applause, and you walk around doing this. <laughs> I know. Come on, it's a very come robotic on. pose. Respect, you know? Exactly, yeah. have some respect. Come on, you're a professional, you're happy, you're supposed to be doing something. This is something you're passionate about. Have some respect for all the work in. So, for me, it's always felt like, you know what, uh, if I'm ever going to stand on stage, yeah. I want the fact that they know, anytime they know that I'm going on stage, they should sit up and go, okay, yeah, we know this is whatever he's going to do, it's going to be something that's yeah. worth watching. You know? And for me, I feel like, no, take pride in that. You know, take pride in knowing that, even though you're not getting judged for it, 
even though you're not getting paid for it, even though you're not doing anything for it. But in pride in what you're doing is what makes you put that little bit extra to say, look, I'm an artist. I put this together. Have a look at what I've brought. You know, have a look at it. You know, just here and really entertain you with what I can do. You know, so for me, I always felt like, you know, you got to put that little bit of effort into just doing something. No, I'm, I'm... And that's the thing, that very few pros are putting that much effort in. You know, you, there's very few, even at the Olympia level, guys, some of the posing at the Olympia wasn't great. I mean, you, you look, the guys are posing in the you know, Open, you know, people like Samson, you've got Sergio, yeah. you've got Hunter as a decent poser. But outside those guys, actually, yeah. it's pretty poor. And it's, it's, yeah, I quite like, I really enjoyed your posing routine at Canty, actually. I remember watching it thinking, it's just a shame we're yeah. not scoring yeah. posing at the Canty shows. Yeah. Posing, you know? And I think, I mean, because they used to score in the past, they used to be, they used to be posing rounds, they used to be scored. Yeah. So in the past, people took it seriously. Yeah. And they actually put in you know, a lot more effort, you know, pulled the midsection in, posed beautifully show the art side of it, you know, put a little bit of effort. So when they threw that out of the wind, you know, because they even did these shows where my, myself, I've looked at it and go, man, should I bother? Should I really put that much effort in if you don't get anything for it? But then you stop and go, come on now, you didn't get anything score for that. You didn't get anything score for that yeah. mindset. Do something. You know you're going to do something. You know they're expecting you to do something. So come on, keep that, keep that fire in you. Do something either way. So... When the posing round always comes up, I'm always feel like, look, this is time for me to bring out my personality mm-hmm. and bring out my vision of what I want to represent. So I'm like, okay, hell. So when, like you said, when you watch the Alcanti show, you know, I was thinking about, you know what, hell, I want to bring Africa to the freaking round, you know? I want to bring Africa yeah. team to the stage. So I started off with a nice, slow music, you know, the Western music. Yeah. Everybody kind of like, okay, he's pretty, but he's nice. And I was like, no, okay. Then I switched off with African too, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is where I'm from. This is this is Africa. This is this is me, you know. And I switched up with that. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is something I always wanted to do. And for me, I always wanted to do that on the Olympia stage. I want to represent that on the Olympia stage and say, yeah, Africans, we do have bodybuilders, we do have talent, and I'm going to show it. I'm not I'm not going to show you rightly how we do it traditionally on our side. So for me, that was one of those things that I felt like, yeah, show your personality and show yeah. where you're from, represent that, you know. Love that. Yeah. So, who's your favorite like poser of all time? Like your like top three. Oh man. <laughs> okay, we go. Um, Kai Green has to go in there okay, because he was one of the first bodybuilders I saw pose, and I was just like, "Whoa, what is that even humanly possible?" Yeah, he's, you know, he's that special. Does that. Okay. Um, Flex Wheeler. Yeah. Flex Wheeler is another one. I just he's, he's the way he's on stage. He's just he just, just glides on stage and you, he just smoothly moves from one pose to another, yeah, pose to another. <laughs> and just smiles and does his thing. And you just watch him thinking, dude, you you having so much fun there. I'm watching you. And I'm, happy I'm watching you. You know, he's, he just glides. He just gets it done. Uh, you know, and then Sean Ray, another one. Sean Ray, you know, just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. You know, a small guy. He opens up. And he does his pose, and you, you can watch his routine over and over and over and never get bored of it. You know, every transition, every move he makes is just, you just you look at it and just go, man, even if I didn't know anything about muscles or bodybuilding, yeah. I could watch him and go, 
Wow. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm beautiful. <laughs> that looks you know? good, yeah. So for me, those are the kind of guys that just like really, they really make me want to do that. You know? With like Sean Ray's era, they made it like fun. As in, they use music that's yeah. contemporary. Like he, he posed a lot to Mariah Carey and things. Yeah. Songs yeah. that people. Yeah. Yeah, they. they... Yeah. And they were like, we like to. Yeah, they they enjoyed the posing and and like you said, at least when during the shows, like no one was you know like going off or doing stuff. They were all engaged no. in the show, so it's really nice. No, because yeah, because you want to watch the posing, right? You want to you want to watch what they bring. You know, I mean, then they always use the most up to date music. Yeah, you know, and you want to say, oh man, let's see what they're gonna bring this year. And it's always exciting. It's always like. Okay, let's you know it, it brought a lot of fun to it, but now you know you got the posing round comes across and everybody's hoping that it finishes very quickly. Yeah. Oh come on, just wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah. You're, you're missing like Melvin Anthony body popping, and, and you, you haven't seen that. You know, I mean, Kai was kind of the last. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, you see Sergio, but you know, Kai was never great at his mandatories, but when he did his posing round, the whole yeah, audience yeah. were like on their wow. Yeah, because. Wow. I, I watched yep, him. This is it, you know, he's... I watched him pose live, and it's uh, it's 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 something else. Like you, you can just yeah. feel the emotion, and like he enjoys. Like you were saying, he just you can see he's enjoying himself, which is yep. it's amazing. But that's, I think the only way we're going to get it back is to start scoring it again. <laughs> Get the, yeah, but that's it because if you don't give him a reason to want to do it, why would they? I mean, this is just the mindset yeah. we have now. Is if you don't get rewarded or something for it, you just stand and go, Well, why bother putting the effort when I'm it's not going to change the outcomes of the result whatsoever? Yeah, so I could, I could, I could walk on stage and just walk around hitting most musculars <laughs> or come and do the routine, it doesn't make a difference to anybody. So, until they you know, until they bring out that idea of, okay, we're going to reward you or score you for it, most guys would just be like, hey, well, doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. But suppose that's why the classic physique's getting more popular with audiences, because, you know, the posing's still there, it's still very much part of it. Exactly, you know, and them guys, they're working hard to make sure that they have that, you know. Every year you watch them and you watch them on stage and the way they hit classic poses and the way they, they all transition and they do everything on both. It, it just looks like they're willing to put just a little bit more effort to get in where they are than the open guys are, you know? Yeah. I mean, open guys, are, we get it, you're big, you're muscular, you're huge, but that can only press so far, you know? You gotta then show effort because you can't just come in, big guy, and walk around and hit most muscular and expect you to applaud you know, start clapping your hands for me. It only goes so far for a while. People are like, uh, what else are you gonna do? It's not, yeah, okay. The last yeah. 12 guys have been exactly that. <laughs> so why should we carry from doing it, you know? So, yeah, so I think it's, it has to be, it has to be something to make it finally shift, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. You, how, how much you practice your posing yourself, like in a, oh, in, during your prep? Uh, all the time. I mean, when it prep, I do it every day. Every day, 10 minutes after I finish cardio in the morning, and then 10 minutes, or oh, 10 to 20 minutes at the end of my training session in the evening. But constantly, even in off-season, I'm still 
practicing posing. And then when it comes down to like putting routines and stuff, you know, with routines with me is throughout the whole time we're in the gym and you listen to your music like everybody does, you know, you listen, you've got, you, everybody's got a lot of playlists they love the most yeah. when listening to music. And through the year, you listen to different tracks, you listen to songs that you like. And the whole time for me is I'm picking out songs that really move me when I train. You know when that one tune always comes when you train, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's go, this is, this is my tune. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking up songs like that, and I'm thinking, for me, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm opposed to this. You know, this song, yeah, it really gets me fired up. It really gets my buzz to it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So guess what? I want to, I want to pose to it. So we will literally, I mean, there's no session. We'll finish the session. I'm like, okay, and we'll go to the um, the hall, the, um, the studio, and I'll play the music. And I was like, look, just play it and just put the camera on me and let me just go wherever happens. And I would just do posing right there on the spot without actually thinking about it. And just do it like that and say, look, I like the way that feels. Yeah, I'm going to take that to stage. And that's basically how most of them routines are basically just, we just come up with them, you know, in the gym after training because of music I like. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that and I'll do that later, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. To everyone listening, I think you're now doing posing coaching as well, aren't you? I see that in one of your stories. Yes, I am. Uh, yes, yes, I am. Give a man up, everyone. Yeah. Right into his DMs of coaching. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, what's your... Skype or Zoom call? Or, yeah. um, so, what are your next, like, off-season plans? Any competition plans this year? So, as it says this year, we're trying to obviously grow as much as possible for the first half of this year. Yeah. We just try to put as more size as we can. And then, obviously, with everything that's happening with the world still, we don't want to risk having another 2020 of <laughs> looking for shows. So we're going to wait to the second half of the year. You know, this time play is safe. Wait to the second half yeah. of the year when we know that there's definitely dates that are definitely going to happen. And then we're going to pick one of them shows to actually do. So right now, we don't know what show. We don't have yeah. to do, but we just know that it will likely be the second half of the year when we know that dates are more for certain and you're actually prepping for something that's actually going to happen. So yeah, nice. yeah, we just wait for that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a safe plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want another twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and and Samson, so I mean, in, in um in Kenyan Kenya, bike bodybuilding is still is still quite small. Not really known. Is that the same in Nigeria? Yes, I think it is because I know that I know that they're now sort of growing it and. You know, you can't get anybody in magazines in Nigeria, and they're not doing like small local shows. And I'm getting guys from Nigeria message me up on Facebook saying, "Look, we're watching you. You know, we you know we love what you're doing. We see what you're doing, and everything else." And it just seems like it's now starting to grow, which is for me, I'm like, "Wow, this is this is great." You know, yeah. Something that is never even considered or anything other out there. And I see what them guys, young guys out there, I see what they're doing, and I'm like, "Wow, you know what?" The fact that you can still do it in that conditions where here you gotta have six meals a day, seven meals a day, you yeah. have to have shade, you have to have place to train, you have to when well, you guys are doing it, you know, just cut kinda as you can there. I gotta be like, wow, that is serious motivation and that's just seriously great work, you know, and I really appreciate to see that actually happening, you know, really. Yeah, well you must be such an inspiration, um, a motivation for them. Oh, thank you. I think there's so much raw talent in us. You know, I'm hopefully, hopefully, you know. I just think there's more role models. Yeah. Sorry. 
Yeah, more people it's, like it's Samson. Think, you know, there's not so much talent there. It's just not... Yeah, I just think, you know, if there was, it's just opportunity, you know, that you don't get that much opportunity out there, which is quite sad, you know. You've got so many people that are so talented, so genetically gifted, so yeah. they're willing to work and really give their heart into something, but there's just no opportunity for it, you know, and it's really sad to see. And I hope that, you know, this grows to the point where you can have more shows in Africa and have more shows in space that I wrote more bigger shows that can actually give up more rewards for it. Yeah, and like have seen what talents actually come out of the woodwork then. Yeah. Like the I think you only have say like IFBB qualifiers only in South Africa and I think Egypt. Other than that it's yeah. uh locally, you know yeah, Shows that are made uh, done locally, local sponsors. So it's nothing like, um, you know, like something like can get you into an NPC qualifier or an IFBB qualifier. So you have a lot of guys yeah. with the passion, you know, ready to work. Yeah. And traveling is expensive because uh, I've I've done a show even Andy we exactly. and you do exactly. one show a year and you're like man <laughs> that that for someone like in Europe the amount yeah. you've used they could have done a few shows so it's it's yeah. really <laughs> financially oh, yeah. can it gets hard yeah definitely not definitely yeah I mean I'm hoping I'm hoping that you know it does grow as an audience it do grow big enough where at least yeah. I have to take notice enough to say okay right we need even though it's in South Africa, but we need that proper pro qualifier, a proper yeah. show actually happen because we have the talent from there. I mean, with Ramon, he's from Egypt, he's African, yeah. you know. So you get, you know, when you're going you get top guys out from that part of the world that really, you know, there's talent in there. There is, you know, crazy, crazy amount of talent there. And it's just an opportunity of, you know, giving them a chance to actually shine and bring it out. Yeah, So, true, you know, true. hopefully, I'm hoping that it does start to grow and stop that thing materiality to actually start making it big enough for them, you know, to start saying, okay, right, we do, we can have shows over there, we can have, yeah. put some shine, some light into that side of the world. Yeah. I think it, I think it is, it is growing for sure. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, it, well, we just need more money, really, as Yeah, well. I guess. Yeah, like sponsors once the sponsors and... Um, yeah, once the sponsors, I guess, see that it's worth investing in, it, it could be bigger than you know yeah. a lot of other sports that because um, everyone oh. likes the ball sports so it could be as big as them so hopefully yeah <laughs> yeah true true <laughs> oh yeah Andy, Andy you're back Andy are you back <laughs> oh yeah you <laughs> I think the internet yeah it's their problems but yeah. Yeah. Federal problems, you know. Yeah, no, it's it, yeah, because even here it's a bit slow. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, do we have it? Do we have any questions for? No, I think we covered all the questions our listeners sent, but um, uh, yeah, I think we did. Now, now we are really just waiting for the Kenyan lion to come. For <laughs> one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One once uh, the Kenyan yeah, we are able to get into IFBB. No, seriously. Well, we've got, but there's a few Kenyans yes. who compete uh, a, abroad. I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's like you said. I I went and did the amateur Olympia, and it's just what you said. Like I entered backstage, and I'm like, what yeah. the? Like <laughs> this is, this is madness. Like what are guys eating? I'm not. Oh, <laughs> so 
it was a real eye opener so i'm just yeah, taking see, time off. Think, you know it's, it's like you yeah because i think as long as you don't stop you know you don't give up you keep going because the thing is, those kind of scenes can put some people off and think well i'm never gonna get there that's it but at the same time you know you can look at it and go oh that's what the body is capable of so hell my body is no different than that i can definitely get there too yeah no no i i, I like it it. your mindset right yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It was nice seeing the bigger guys, but it was just one of those I didn't expect, and I'm like, I thought yeah. I thought we we're all you know like on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Well, uh, so it was a small message, yeah, it's always a show. Always a show. Yeah. 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 It's like my show cancelled in yeah. in 2020. It meant I had a longer off season. So oh you know. Like most of it just keep oh. eating oh yeah it's, it's like no rush at all yeah, that's it <laughs> just keep no, eating no the... rush at all man. you know Bodybuilding really is, yeah, you're in it for the long run and it's it's just as much mindset as it is the sort of gym work and all of that. Yeah, I've, I've even, uh, I've been meaning to try your hostile supplements because uh, I'm also a big fan of yes. food, so soon I'll, I'll order. Are they, are they in the UK? Are they in the UK? They're coming to the UK this yeah, they'll be in the UK this year. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to them being in the UK, but I've officially been told they're coming in the UK this year, early part of this year. Yeah, because it's... Oh, yeah, definitely should, man. They're absolutely great. I mean, I absolutely love them, you know. Yeah, it's easier for us to deliver from the UK. The supplements, everything is like... Oh, nice. Yeah, from the UK and from the States, right? Oh, good. Yeah, so Fuad's got passion. Yeah, you can tell he's got passion, so you know you know it's going to be made for the purpose. Yeah. Right. You're exactly. in, you're in exactly a good that. team. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you picked me out purely out of passion, so I'm definitely, I owe him a lot for that. Seriously. I'm really grateful. Great. Well, Samson, thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us and yeah just love your whole story it's incredible i don't how you made it through last year that's just yeah that's a... so inspiring <laughs> and yeah a lot of a lot of people look up to you here yeah 100%. Oh, thank you very much thank you very much really appreciate it yeah, thank you thanks, very much man. for having me on and if you ever want to come to kenya yeah yep you let us know <laughs> Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Definitely. 100%. That is definitely on my list. Oh, sure. Come and do a posing routine here. Safari. Yeah. It'd be amazing. On the, on the safari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That, that's a, that, sounds, that sounds amazing. That even sounds better than what I had planned. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I'm not coming to Bodybuild. I'm coming to, I'm coming to holiday. You go yeah. on holiday, yeah. Holiday and a bit of posing. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Pose yeah. on I'm safari. Yeah. <laughs> Super man. Yeah. Get the ultimate routine. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, thank you, man. <laughs> uh, uh.
Thank you. Okay, Sam said, have a lovely weekend. Yeah.